Hello, and welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. Wellness Wednesday is sponsored by 3W Medical for Women, a nonprofit medical clinic offering free of charge or low cost reproductive health services to women in the Seattle area, regardless of income or insurance status. 3W does not profit off the reproductive health choices women make. The information shared in this podcast is the opinion of the speaker or speakers. Medical information is not intended as individual medical consultation, but for general education only. Always consult your own health professional for personalized advice regarding medical decisions. And if you're in the Seattle area, consider making an appointment to consult with us. I'm Lauren Searden, Operations Manager for 3W Medical for Women and the host of today's podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another podcast, Wellness Wednesday with 3W. I am your host, Lauren, and so happy to be with you all today. Today, I have joining me two of my favorite ladies. I have Teresa, our advancement assistant. Hello. And our newly, I don't know what we're calling you. I guess we can just call you our intern, Cello. Hi. Cello, do you want me to call you Cello? You have like four names, I swear. <laughs> Is Cello good? Cello's fine. Cello's good. She's our a friend of 3W, I would say, as well as now an intern for the summer. So it's going to be really mm-hmm. fun to be yep. together. I'm so excited. We'll put you to work. And we've already put her to work because yeah. we are forcing her to be on this podcast. Just kidding. <laughs> We're not forcing her. She is here, um, not free, against her will. Yeah, will. free will is here. Consenting. But she, it's her first time on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, I'm so intimidated. It's okay. You guys sound so cool whenever oh I listen my God. to the podcast. Gosh, you know, it's here. all Teresa's editing. <laughs> it makes it sound really good. She cuts out my likes and my um my, <laughs> okay. yeah, my smacking. Yeah. Anyways, today's topic that I'm going to quiz these ladies on is some reproductive fertility kind of myths mm. or it's more of a question to answer because if I just say myths, you're gonna think they're all false. Yeah. So really it's true. It's a, a true or false question and answer type of <coughs> statements I'm going to read and see if you guys really know the female body, okay. reproduction, how things work, and debunk some of the f- myths that are out there. And we can keep track of, of who is right. It's kind of maybe a, oh. you know, if you guys agree, then you both get the point. But at the end, let's see who has All the right. Who has the higher points? I'm not ready. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be educational for our listeners as well as our guests. It would be pretty, like, I feel like it's more embarrassing for me to get these wrong because I've worked here for, like, more than a year. I'm also about to graduate (laughs) with a degree in biology, so I feel like either way, this this would be very embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, honestly, a lot of these things are not talked about, and that's why we're here, right? Good to know. I'm here to learn. A lot of these things I know because I'm I'm, I'm a certified femme teacher, and that's why they brought me on here to I'm an expert on something but I would have not have known these things if I did not teach it so and this is why we're here is to educate people the listeners at home to know these things that aren't widely talked about you're right yeah yeah exactly okay are we ready to get into it Uh uh-huh perfect so my first true or false statement so again just say true or false at the end of this or you guys can debate it and okay. talk about it and kind of come to an answer together is this like a collaborative thing or is this like a versus thing i think you can collaborate and then come to your own answers mm, okay. you okay. know what i mean that's great okay so my first statement having light periods so like less than three days of bleeding is normal and healthy heavy bleeding is when you should be concerned when we're mm. talking about our period, not just like <clears throat> bleeding out of your body, period, blood, mm. <laughs> menstruation, I should say. Yeah, I think that's not normal to have really light bleeding for only like three days. 
Yeah, I like, feel like both. But also I'm wondering if it's like a dependent on the person kind of a thing. Yeah, because it's like if you're, I don't know, if you're like spotting irregularly, then that's like not a good sign. Yeah. I don't What's know, the I definition like of light? <laughs> light bleeding like, would be um, using one to two tampons or pads but it's day. beyond mm. spotting. Like it's beyond spotting would be like a panty liner or like, you know, oh. maybe one pad that doesn't oh, okay. need to be changed right. much throughout the day. I don't know. I feel like that's not normal because like you're you're supposed to be getting all that stuff out. Like the lining? Yeah, the lining. I don't know. I feel like whenever I hear about like really irregular periods that are at, like a cause for concern, it's usually like like more extreme than that but i don't know if i'm sorry i don't know mm. if i'm just my definition is too extreme for what yeah. is i'm reason. loving this discourse okay yeah. i love how we're feeling a little different on each side <laughs> i love the competition so teresa okay what's your final answer i'm gonna say it's not normal okay so false so that statement false. is false false cello are you a true with an asterisk of saying like what what's what's your final answer i want to say both can be normal. Both can be normal. Oh, know. interesting. I'm saying neither. You're saying I don't know. you're saying <laughs> heavy bleeding is when to be concerned. Oh, I'm yeah. You're I saying having light periods less than three days is normal and healthy. I'm saying that's false. False. Heavy bleeding is when to be concerned. I mean, so you like should probably it. be concerned, but that's not the only instance sure. where you should be concerned. Okay, cello. <laughs> she's so nervous this is not high stakes okay it's just a podcast <laughs> my entire worth is yeah. based on yeah, like they're actually gonna revoke your degree um i'll I'm just, actually gonna I'll report go, you to UW. <laughs> you know what since you're saying false for both i'll just say that they're both healthy just to have the, okay okay okay, oh, okay. so so this mm. is a little bit of a trick question mm. and that's like kind of what these are but no, Teresa, you're correct that having too light of bleeding is a concern. And I asked this question because I think a lot of people think, oh my gosh, this is so nice. I'm not bleeding a lot. Mm. They kind of think mm. it's a relief almost. Because yeah. when you think about life, it's like, well, heavy equals worse. Like if you right. were bleeding mm. out of a cut, you'd be like, well, heavy bleeding mm -hmm. means I need mm -hmm. a stitches. And light bleeding means like the cut's fine. But when we're talking mm. about period health, what our period tells us is really that the hormones rose the cycle before and built up the uterine lining. And so when we have too light of periods, combined when we look at the other factors in the cycle, like cervical mucus and like cycle length and all the things that we can look at, if it's too light, that can be a sign that hormonal sufficiency is not there, meaning mm. you didn't actually ovulate or mm. your body attempted to ovulate and didn't successfully do it because estrogen and progesterone need to rise, both rise to get mm -hmm. that lining thick. So we mm. really should see at least mm. one day of medium or heavy bleeding, meaning mm. three to five tampons or pads used in the day. That's about five milliliters of blood per tampon so mm. 15 to 25 mm. oh, that's interesting. of blood should come out of us at least one of the days like you said it can vary on people's kind of regular everyone's going to be different but that's why we quantify it with fem on how many tampons or pads someone uses or menstrual cup because then we can quant quantify it of saying okay that much blood came out mm -hmm. and that means medium. Mm -hmm. That much mm -hmm. blood means heavy. Heavy bleeding, bleeding is of a concern, mm -hmm. but heavy bleeding is telling us probably that there was sufficient hormone function mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. in the sense of hormones actually rose. Yeah. They just maybe are out of whack and building and there's something else. Endometriosis, there's some other concern. So mm-hmm. heavy bleeding also is to be concerned. So like seven mm-hmm. days, multiple days of heavy, mm-hmm. so like five plus mm-hmm. tampons, like that's definitely yeah. to be concerned of. It can be linked to excess estrogen. It can be linked to a lot of things. However, when I look at someone's cycle, if I see really light bleeding or spotting, that's probably telling us that we didn't ovulate the cycle before. Because if we did, we're going to see that healthy menstruation for really three to seven days is what we want for healthy hmm. menstruation with that one okay. day of heavy or, light, heavy or medium bleeding. Mm. So that makes good sense. Yeah, that cool. makes sense. That was a good cool. discussion, wow. guys. Good Love work. That. Good job. A, good job. I got it wrong. Well, <laughs> good job. Still. <laughs> um, next question or statement. You can only get pregnant one day out of the month, meaning there's one day, if you have sex, intercourse, where pregnancy can occur. That's false. Isn't it, is it multiple days or is it like an hour long window, like a, like an hours long window? I, I think it's multiple, multiple days. days. Is it two days? I don't know. We're, well, we're not being asked what how, uh, how many. I, think I like it's that. How many one. How many days do you think it is? What do you think um, the window is in which oh someone gosh. could have intercourse like, and get pregnant? I thought my cycle tracking app put like two. Obvious, oh, Three. maybe it's just one. Oh. Maybe it is one. Why? I don't know. Why do you think that? <laughs> because my cycle tracking app <laughs> <laughs> only that highlights lies one day. To you. But, but mine <laughs> says, tells me like... Like I has the ovulation day, mm-hmm. but even prior to that, it says like oh. chance of getting pregnant is high. Yeah. Oh. Um, mm. Because like, so maybe it's, it's not like the egg is just there for an hour, and then it's gone. Where is it? Mm. Where is it? I know. <laughs> <laughs> How long is the egg there for, <laughs> Teresa? How long? Oh, I almost want to say false because it's an hour, like it's shorter than a day, but I don't know if that's like. Wait, what's what's the question again? You statement. You statement. <laughs> you can only get pregnant one day out of the month, meaning there's one mm. day if you have sex where pregnancy mm. can occur. Yeah, I don't think it has to be more than a day because is it? Is it more than you know what? It doesn't matter if it's I mean, more or less. I mean, how many people <laughs> like get pregnant on accident? Like, I feel like one. You're going. To, you're going statistics on one, this. <laughs> one day out of you know. Yeah, I feel like it's too too few. I want to say three. Okay, she's saying three. Chella, what's your what's your call? Oh, we're giving numbers. No, okay. Oh, what do you I think? Mean, do you think to. it's one day or do you think it's more? Do you think that's a false statement and it's more or less? I almost want to say false because it's less than a day. So you guys are both saying false oh, for different reasons. Interesting. I love okay, this. I okay, I hear this. So like this is also kind of a trick question. <laughs> I'm terrible. <laughs> so literally there is actually one day when pregnancy can occur. Meaning oh. when the egg oh. and sperm bind each other. Because the egg is only there 12 to 24 hours. That's oh. what I was thinking in of. Okay. the fallopian tube. However, y'all are kind of right as well. Teresa being more right. <laughs> that that's great. there is a window in which sperm can last inside oh, the body. Yes, that's right. So that's what our cervical mucus does. Our cervical mucus becomes more fluid and thin mm-hmm. and stretchy and lubricative. And in that, we can keep sperm alive. So once our cervical mucus starts producing that, it's estrogenic cervical mucus because mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. being produced as the egg is being developed and growing. Once that cervical mucus starts to be produced, you can get pregnant up to three to five days prior to actual ovulation. Mm. The kicker is we don't have a crystal ball. 
<laughs> and we don't know exactly the day we're going to ovulate or how long when the egg actually releases or how long that egg will be there because again there's a window 12 to 24 hours right mm. so that's when if someone wants to abstain or not get pregnant they would not have intercourse in that time of fertility mm-hmm. because the sperm can last <clears throat> inside the body I see. Does that makes sense. Okay, so it's dependent on like when the sperm like is there, is not there. necessarily like the, the egg. egg. Like the egg, yeah, so. is very important. But yeah. kind of two ways someone could get pregnant: they could have sex within that fertile window. Sperm can last, mm-hmm. and in that time, the sperm are sitting there. Some are dying off, some are alive. The egg releases, and immediately the sperm sense that signal mm. and find the egg. Mm-hmm. Or the egg could just be. In the fallopian tube, someone, let's say, has not had sex at all in that fertile window. They have intercourse. The sperm go in and they go and try to sense which, you know, the in the fallopian tube that there's an egg there. They swim up there and they find and have fertilization. Mm. So yeah. with that, yeah. there is a window when you can get pregnant, but a literal conception happening, meaning egg and sperm are finding mm-hmm. each yeah. other, is a moment and it's within a 12 to 24 hour period with the egg is in the fallopian tube. Mm. Okay. Very fun. And wow. the cool thing is our cervical mucus actually kills sperm. Oh yeah. In right. the infertile mm. times. It's very powerful because yeah. our pH and our mm-hmm. acidity changes structure of the mucus is thick and it kind of under a microscope looks like little balls, mm-hmm. little circles. And it actually traps the sperm and kills them in minutes to wow. hours. And I just think moves. that's yeah. so powerful. Like, yeah, exactly. I will keep you alive or I will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> it's very fun. Okay. That's great. That was cool. good. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Learn something good. new, mm-hmm. I hope. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys can get this question because we kind of just talked okay. about it. <laughs> Discharge should stay the same throughout the entire month. If it's watery or pasty or thick, it means something's wrong and your body's trying to talk mm. to you. It should be the same every day. You shouldn't see any differences. Isn't the change in discharge like indicating when your period might happen? Or like what stage of the cycle? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, well, so it would change. It doesn't yeah. have to be the same. No. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I think you're right. Change. Yeah. I'm going to say it, oh, no. it definitely changes. <laughs> yeah. It, de- it depends on where you are in your cycle. Good. Love it. And that is true. Yes. The next question, we're going to get a little bit more into that. Mm. Do you guys know why your mucus discharge might change? Mm. What's the cause of it? I kind of said this in the last question. Uh, It's hormones. Oh, yeah. What are the hormones? Estrogen. Mm -hmm. Not remembering. Progesterone. Oh, yes. So those are the main and, you know, other things in the body. But how the mechanism of estrogen getting the cervical mucus very fluid and stretchy is actually pulling water content out Mm -hmm. of our body, uses the water content to make our cervical mucus more slippery and allow the – it actually creates these little channels that – the sperm can swim through. And under a microscope, it looks very similar oh. to seminal fluid. Yeah. Because seminal fluid's job is to keep the sperm alive to get from the cervix. Once the seminal fluid is gone, that's the what sperm live inside, you know, it exits the female body. And after that, the cervical mucus kind of picks them up, if you will, mm-hmm. and helps mm-hmm. them right. travel their long journey. Mm-hmm. I have a great analogy mm-hmm. that I created, so I take credit for okay. it. <laughs> Trademark. And it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's how pregnancy occurs, and it's about a journey. The egg is the destination, okay? So everyone's trying <laughs> to get to this egg. And the sperm are the people, 
and you need all four aspects I'm going to talk about to get pregnant. So this destination is the egg and the people <laughs> are the sperm because the people, if we don't have the destination, we can't get there. And if the people aren't there, we know who's, what's who's the going? point. Right. Yeah. Who's going? <laughs> so those are main two things. But to get there, it's a very far destination. It's like hours and hours away. So if you didn't have a nice car to drive in or a bus, <laughs> it would be very hard. So that's mm. the seminal fluid. Mm. They transport from the testicles to the cervix mm -hmm. during intercourse and mm -hmm. keep driving the sperm to there. Mm -hmm. But if they had a treacherous journey of mountains and hills and terrain, it would be very hard, right? They would be take them a long time and they might not make it. So our cervical mucus creates a nice road, a paved mm -hmm. road, maybe some, wow. maybe a hill to help them slide mm -hmm. down yeah. and they take the journey a lot easier because they have mm. a paved area wow. so if you, one of four of these things are not there pregnancy might not occur mm. because you don't have if you don't have the car to get there like if there's no seminal fluid sperm can't get out of their garage <laughs> <laughs> i just thought of that <laughs> their garage the road trip ruined it, literally they're stuck there um and if they don't have a road to drive on they're not making mm. it very far they're like okay well we're dead we hit a rock and fell off a cliff wow oh, and they wow. will and they and so the cervical mucus of the woman is very important for getting people mm. giving getting pregnant do you need a road to get to the you destination need to get a road to get to the destination mm -hmm. Wow, that's a great analogy. Wow. Thank that's you. So I thought of it one time when I was teaching a class, and now I always <laughs> teach it because I feel like it just really helps. Like, obviously, it's very, it's a lot more like scientific than that, yeah. but just from like a four aspects of yeah, how pregnancy right. can occur, it, it's nice and simple. Mm -hmm. I feel like yeah. a, a kindergartner could figure that yeah, out. That's great. <laughs> um, that's great. Okay, my mm -hmm. next statement cervical mucus and discharge are the same thing. Mm -hmm. I don't. <laughs> well, I feel, like, I feel like discharge is a type of cervical music, mucus. Oh, like, you're but saying maybe they're not always the same thing. Yeah. Like, so you're saying like. Some discharge is cervical mucus, but not all cervical mucus is, is discharge. discharge. Yeah. I th maybe like, yeah. What do you think, Cello? Maybe, yeah. I feel like that makes sense. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Because like <laughs> some cervical music mucus, it just doesn't leave. leave. Yeah. Yes, you guys are correct. They are different. And it's kind of true. Cervical mm. mucus can be within discharge, mm -hmm. but discharge mm -hmm. doesn't always have cervical mucus right. in it. Okay. Cervical mucus is what's being produced by the cervix, very high up. Remember, the vagina mm. leads to the cervix. It's mm -hmm. a donut shaped, about the size of a quarter, maybe a little less. And that's what dilates during pregnancy. And the cervix is what gets impacted by the estrogen and the progesterone. Mm. So the estrogen and progesterone impact the uterine lining, so the uterus, and the cervix. In the production of that hormone, the uterine lining is built up. That's why we get menstruation, because mm -hmm. it's preparing mm -hmm. for a potentially fertilized egg. The cervix, it gets produced to help potential sperm or for the progesterone time, keep the body kind of sealed off. So if a potential pregnancy has occurred, the body does not have any infection, bacteria, mm -hmm. anything get through. Mm. So cervical mucus <clears throat> and discharge can come out together. But okay. discharge can be a lot of things. It can be endometrial mm, shedding. Right. It can be the self-cleaning of our vagina where it just like right. sheds the vaginal area to get rid of any bacteria. You know, we have a self-cleaning vagina. We don't need douching, yeah. fragrances, soaps to clean out the vagina. Mm -hmm. It does that for us. It manages yeah, the flora it. well. Right. If it doesn't, if it's off, then we deal with it. Well, how do we know when it is off? 
Well, that's when you would, if you are looking at your cervical mucus and you're looking at if it's fluid or if it's more thick, you then also could tell if it's very pasty, if it's itchy, and then you know that maybe something's off. And so for someone like me who checks this stuff religiously, (laughs) every time I've had what I thought was an issue, it ended up being an issue of like a yeast infection or a bacterial infection. When you're very in tune with your discharge, you can tell when something's off. Yeah. Yeah. So... That is kind of the the skinny on that. It's mm-hmm. it's it is sometimes we use it interchangeably, and I'll use discharge to talk about things because that's how people mm-hmm. see it. Yeah, because they think of okay, it's coming out of my vagina, it's discharge. But there's a difference between it getting produced by the cervix, which is very high up, and it just having its normal cellular mm-hmm. sloughing is what we call it in right. the fem world. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Cellular sloughing. <laughs> the birth control pill bleeding. So when someone gets, when someone bleeds after they take the birth control pill, I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys know how that works, but usually you take three weeks of a of hormone to prevent ovulation from happening. And then you bleed to when you take the sugar pill week meaning or you just skip the week so three weeks of hormones one week of no hormones and Mm. then you bleed Mm. so with that background Mm. in mind the birth control pill bleeding is a true period or is true menstruation true or false Mm. okay i think i i think i have heard this before so i'm gonna no (laughs) (laughs) maybe she'll affirm you or deny yeah i could also be wrong so so go go cello um you could totally just like can't i i think i heard about this too but i'm not remembering exactly take a educated guess Mm -hmm. you college student you've done that before (laughs) (laughs) critical thinking this is a true period no Say it with what confidence. was that? <laughs> Say it with confidence. Uh, a little louder, please. <laughs> is it? Is it no? Is it? Why um, do you think that? Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, I'm not asking you. <laughs> She's I, just no, probing. Yeah, I just want to no. know what your thought process um, is. Isn't the birth control pill like, since it's hormonal, it's like kind of removing the cycle from mm-hmm. going down the right path for sure. Um, Teresa, what do you think? Um, yeah, I agree. It's not a true cycle. Oh, man, I can't remember how you explained it. It was like, well, I mean, yeah, there's no ovulation happening. So it's like not oh, a true because men- the hormones period. are rising because yeah oh i think is that does something that like good that. job yeah. guys yeah, oh, yeah. so ovulation remember when we talked about having a light period or a heavy period that means that when ovulation happened and estrogen rose and then progesterone took over that hormone's impacting the uterine lining when we get a synthetic hormone of the birth control pill it is going to build up the uterine lining a bit but it's gonna the the role is to prevent ovulation by keeping a consistent hormone one they use in the birth control pill is progestogen which is a synthetic form of progesterone Mm -hmm. to kind of trick Mm -hmm. the body to Mm -hmm. not have estrogen rise and cause ovulation right so Um. in that process of getting that hormone it is going to build up the uterine lining a little bit because and some pills also have estrogen in it as well to again keep hormones steady i'm using my hand and this is an audio uh platform (laughs) but um to keep them kind of flatlined if you will and steady and not rise and in that process we don't ovulate AKA it's not true menstruation. Yeah. So right. my biggest critique of some mid-level practitioners who talk to, and again, no fault of their own. It's it's more, I think, not to be 
someone who's talking about the system, but really mm-hmm. it's the system of women's health and education mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. lacks these positions. I mean, I have a friend who's in medical school and they got two days of women's health in their studies. Obviously, no if she way. goes into women's health, like she'll have more, but oh. someone like a f- family practice primary care doctor mm-hmm. might not I get know, a lot yeah. of women's health. It's really um, not enough. <laughs> yeah, not enough uh, about like how all the different hormonal birth controls work, yeah. how ovulation works. Like they did two <clears throat> days of like how That's crazy. Like, the cycle works. And so in that process, if you ever hear a physician or a doctor um, or a mid level provider say, I'm going to prescribe you birth control to regulate your cycle. Mm -mm. In in one point, yes, it's regulating something in the sense of it's taking away ovulation. It's taking away hormonal function. And I am not naive to think that sometimes people who have really painful periods or really bad endometriosis or whatever it is do need to just put their body at bay and they're kind right. of in survival mm-hmm. mode. They don't yeah. have the time, the energy, the resources to go and investigate why their period is being so wacky and giving them yeah. so much grief. Yeah. However, it's not actually your period if you're not ovulating, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What the birth control pill is doing, doing what we call withdrawal bleeding, which means the body not receiving the hormone it gets the other three weeks of the cycle, it will withdraw, get rid of that small lining it built up. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets that hormone again, it'll build it up again. Mm-hmm. So you're taking away the function of ovulation, which in turn takes away a period. Because remember, a period is from estrogen and progesterone in the process of ovulation. And just be weary. It, again, we're not saying never be on birth control. We're not saying we're not saying that you shouldn't ask questions to your provider. But mm-hmm. if we see hear language that says you're using this to regulate your cycle, balance yeah. my balance my hormones. And- like it's, it's not, not doing that re- it's, it's not more like subbing them in yeah and and again not saying that that the symptoms aren't hard for people however the symptoms are a result of your body communicating to you and when you have the birth control it's turning off that communication mm-hmm. right. it's putting yeah. your body in a state of hormonal insufficiency which means you're not ovulating and your body's not having the necessary estrogen and progesterone that's needed for the function Mm -hmm. of the body for the other functions outside of reproduction, breast health, uterus health, bone density, all the things. Yep. Yeah. Okay, guys, our final question or statement is fertility awareness. So that is the method of FEM or any of these like cycle tracking and you're using it to avoid or achieve pregnancy Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. only effective when a woman has regular cycles meaning if someone has wacko cycles they don't know what's going on everything's long short whatever you can't use fertility awareness as a method of birth control you can't use fertility awareness in an effective way meaning you'll get pregnant or you can't get pregnant i feel like femme is like that's what the purpose the purpose of femme is and like what the purpose of like being aware of your cycles yeah. and tracking them is all for i feel like most people do femme because they're experiencing some sort of irregularity or like a lot of people probably do it because they're experiencing yeah irregularity and then help them helps them to understand what's going on so then they can achieve their pregnancy goals so i feel like yes it's you don't need necessarily a regular cycle to participate in femme and then achieve your pregnancy goals I, agree. I don't know is that the question yeah i know i think that's a good that's that's a question so i think there's a misconception in people who do cycle tracking is 
or with people that don't do cycle tracking and, and, and know about it. They mm-hmm. just think if you have regular cycles, then you will just get pregnant because you won't be able to predict when you're right. ovulating. Right. And that's more effective when we're talking about it in the sense of avoiding pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you are really looking at your symptoms and not so a rhythm method, which is something like where I look at the calendar and I say, okay, I got my period on the 4th. I'll probably ovulate on the 18th. Mm. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to have sex between the 10th and the 18th. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. like that is ineffective because that's mm-hmm. assuming yeah. that every woman ovulates on day 14 of their cycle, like yeah, the averages say. That is very ineffective and that will probably result in pregnancy because if I said I'm going to ovulate on day 14 and I didn't ovulate until day 18 mm-hmm. and then I was, mm-hmm. you know, having sex and on day 18 I ovulated, I could probably get pregnant. Yeah. Right. So it is, they do say, and this is true, it is more effective or it, it can have higher effectiveness when someone has regular cycles just because there's less guessing game. But if someone is truly checking and is on top of their tracking, they can use it in an effective mm-hmm. way because mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. not just going off of, oh, in the last month or in my life, I ovulated on right. this day. You're going off of what you're seeing every so single symptoms. day. Yeah. Yeah. And you make decisions on those days of, okay, I have this cervical mucus. Mm-hmm. I will not engage in intercourse or I will mm, depending on right. my fertility goals yep. and honestly people who have had surprise pregnancies with fertility awareness most of them knew that they were making a decision like, <laughs> and we're like well you know fine. we can risk it or you know <laughs> we're whatever like it probably is fine yeah yeah and then later they're like yeah I definitely like was ovulating or close to ovulating right. <laughs> I hear that so much it's take a class or read a book or understand it so you're not going off of guesswork or mm-hmm. right app. that yeah. is my biggest pet peeve real time if you go and i'm fine people can use apps if they want to chart their period and they give them these like predictions of when they're going to get their period whatever that doesn't i don't care mm-hmm. it's probably not accurate but whatever <laughs> if you avoid intercourse to avoid pregnancy based on when an app tells you you're ovulating yeah. and you don't put any data in it that mm. says, I'm going to just talk right to these girls. <laughs> any data in it that says, I have fertile mucus or I have this temperature. It is not going to work. Okay? <laughs> you will get pregnant. Don't do it. Like, literally That's don't do it. Right on I mean, it's too much for me. It's people who are like, well, the app says I wasn't ovulating. Okay, <laughs> the app does not know what's going on inside your vagina. <laughs> the app does not know what your, your mucus looks like. Literally. Yeah. Like, based, and guess... For some people, it's going to be accurate if they have really regular cycles, but that's most women don't. Mm-hmm. Right. If you have anything that happens in your life, stress, illness, a new yeah. medication, a procedure done, like a dental procedure, that it's will or right. t- potentially throw off your ovulation. And so you're in a, it might, and a lot of times it delays it. So oh. in that, it, they're like, oh yeah, I ovulate on day 14 every cycle. Well, this one you didn't. So <laughs> dun, dun, dun. take a class, read a book. Don't use apps that predict things that if you don't put any data in it. Mm-hmm. If you yes. put data in more power, like the Fem app specifically, you put, I see this mucus. It tells you, mm. right. this is your goals. This is what I would have tell you to do in the sense of you want to avoid pregnancy. Don't have intercourse. Because mm-hmm. you put in that yeah. you're having cervical mucus. Yeah. If an app just says you're fertile based on national averages yeah. that is not mm, going to right, help right. you avoid pregnancy yeah so that's my soapbox because i just Thank people you. will be like i have this amazing app it says it. I'm like, 
Do you put any information in it? No. no. Just my period. Okay. <laughs> then that is not going to help you avoid pregnancy. <laughs> so pro tip. that's my oh. pro tip and my soapbox. And that's all my questions. You guys did really good. Yeah, I think well, Teresa won. Probably. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you guys were close. Like honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like you didn't sh- shoot it out of the water and you didn't get, got everything. You guys were middle. Yeah. I think you we were, were one or two points yeah. ahead, but good job, yeah. guys. There that was go. fun. I think we should still take a femme class. Yeah, yeah. That would, be, that would be a good idea. It's so fun mm-hmm. to just know. And every time I talk about it, I'm just like, it's, I just love how much it makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. it yeah. just, I have mm-hmm. two and a half years, almost three years wow. of like daily <laughs> logs of Dang. my cycle. That's wow. amazing. Yeah, that's your, admirable. Your doctors are like, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's just great. like a lot of like, okay, we can see like when things were different or like what changed or like different lifestyle impacts, like how it adjusted things. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, girls. Wow. Cool. Good well, job, Chella. Yeah, good job, Chella. Good you. job, Teresa. I did worse than you. I don't know why you're saying good job. <laughs> you did great. You did a good job. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so guys. much for joining us, listeners, for another Wellness Wednesday podcast. Hope to have you guys listen again in the future. We are always looking for what you guys want to hear about. So if yeah. you ever have topic ideas mm-hmm. or questions please. for our providers or us please email us and yeah. go to our website you'll find our email there thank you so much and be well bye Yay, for more information about 3w please visit our website at 3wmedical.org that's the number three the letter w medical.org from there you can learn more about the services we provide book an appointment or even make a donation if you'd like to help support our mission You can also call our office at 206-588-0311. That's 206-588-0311. If you liked this episode, please share it with others and consider subscribing on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay healthy and be well.